Welcome everybody to the Nerd Pool Podcast, the podcast where we talk pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything else that's on my mind. So sit back, grab your snack, and listen in as I rant and rave about everything we know and love. What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Nerd Pool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's a J-M-I-E. Your 177,956th favorite podcast host. And as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And I've been gone some months. I know, guys, this is getting ridiculous. I know COVID screwed me up, man. It really did. Um, between starting back to work, work getting shut back down, I had a lot of family stuff, and honestly, just stress. And I didn't have time. I, I just I, I could not find time to do this. And that sucks because I really love making this podcast. I really love talking to you guys. I really love entertaining you as best I can, even though I rant and I rave about stuff sometimes. And sometimes you guys are like, come on, man, just get to the point. I love doing this. And it's been a rough few months not being able to do it, not having time to do it. And guys, I apologize and I'm sorry. And I hope the few of you that are going to listen to this and the ones that have stayed, I hope I hope that you, you're just bearing with me as I get used to this, living in this new norm as we're being given. So let's just jump into it. See, I was trying to come up with different stuff because so much stuff has happened since the last time I talked to you guys. So much stuff has gone down, and people have even asked me, what are my opinions on some stuff? And a lot of stuff on here I really don't want to talk about, and, and it's nothing against it. There's stuff that's happening in our country, the, the, the United States, that is both good and bad. And there there's so much political stuff going on and so much people using so many things that people say and opinions they have for political gains and to try to just honestly destroy what's going on. I try to avoid it, you know, because I, I don't want... I don't want to be that cliche. I, I want you to be able to come to this podcast and listen to stuff that we enjoy. I want to stay away from all the negativity and all the BS, even though sometimes I get ramped up and there's times when I just hate things and I want to go off on it. And I'm looking at you, Paul Brothers. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop. Okay? I'm done with that. But there's times when stuff like that happens and I just wish, you know, that that maybe I, I should say it, but I don't want to alienate anybody. I don't want people to, you know, feel like this is another political stunt or podcast or I'm picking sides on anything. Um, I have my beliefs. I know you have your beliefs and our beliefs might not always coincide with each other, but I would hope that we can at least agree on our love for all the things that are in this nerd culture, all the things, you know, movies, comics, TV, uh, pro wrestling, everything that, that you come to this podcast and everything I talk about on this podcast, I hope that that's what brings us together and we can find some common ground and unity in that. And for just, you know, 20 minutes, an hour, however long I sit here and talk or however long you have to listen to me rant and rave about this stuff, I really hope that you take this time and it just it takes you out of it and you don't have to deal with all the negativity and all the hatred that is being spewed right now because there's a lot of good going on in the world. There's a lot of good stuff happening. There's a lot of good people and it kind of gets filtered out and we only see the negative on, on Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook, um, media, whatever. It seems like that people focus on the negative and that's not healthy. That's not good for our psyches. That's not good for, for just the people in general because 
when you start having that negativity in your heart and you start seeing it all the time, it can affect you to the point to where you start being more negative and your negativity breathes this negativity, which breathes this negativity. And next thing you know, everybody's just hating everybody for no reason. Nobody wants to listen to anybody. Nobody wants to hear a common ground. Everybody just wants to complain and, and bitch about what's going on in the world and not see the good in it or not hear the good of what you're trying to say. Now that I've got that out, thank you. I hope that kind of covers it without me diving into it. But let's let's hop right into it. And I, I don't really know, you know, I, I was trying to think of things to say and kind of think of something to make this episode special and... You know, a big thing because a lot of stuff has happened in the last few months, you know, and well, I, I really just, I couldn't come up with just one. So I think we're just going to bounce ideas here and we're just going to say different stuff and what comes to my mind. You know, th- this is kind of strange for me. I'm out of practice talking into this microphone. I'm out of practice being who I am and who I want to be because I haven't done this in a while. I've, I've had to deal with a lot of it. COVID just changed the world. I mean, one of my favorite things to do was going to the movie theater. I love to go see a movie on the big screen, even though, you know, I can't eat the popcorn because of medical conditions, which sucks when you go to a movie and all you smell is that buttery deliciousness, and that's what you want with your movie. I don't know what it is about watching a movie and wanting that delicious, buttery, salty treat, that crunch in your mouth. I don't know what it is, but it's hard to do. And although it saves me, you know, 15, 20 bucks, but still, you know, even though it cost for me, it cost a movie for me, it cost probably anywhere from nine fifty to twelve fifty, depending on the time, you know, the movie, the date, whatever. Then you got to think at factor in drinks, which I got now where I just sneak food in. I'm not going to deny it, guys. I sneak food in. If you need ways to sneak food in, let's just talk about it right here, right now. The winter time is the best time for this. When you're sneaking food in. Why? Because you got a long sleeve on. How many times have I went to uh, Taco Bell and grabbed me a couple burritos and you just slide them in the sleeve of your jacket? Slide them in that sleeve, walk in, pay, and you're just, hey, how you doing there, buddy? There's times when, you know, you slip in some cheeseburgers, you know? I'll tell you my favorite story about this, and I may have talked about this before. Um, when I was younger, and it was it was the movie Biker Boys, and I don't actually remember the year that came out. I want to say it was 2001, 2002. Me, my brother, and some friends, we went to see Biker Boys at a multiplex that was in the mall. Do we, does anybody say multiplex anymore? Am I showing my age by calling it a multiplex? Anyway, we went and saw it, and this is just this is my favorite time of ever seeing somebody sneak food in. Uh, this guy comes in, he sits uh, the row in front of us, a couple seats down, and he's got a big puffy coat on. I'm not thinking nothing of it, you know, but next thing I know, you see him unzip the coat, and the guy pulls out an entire bucket of KFC chicken. And I'm just looking like, did he really just sneak in a bucket of KFC chicken? And then, that's not any better. He reaches on the other side of his jacket and pulls out a two-liter soda. So this man has a bucket of chicken and a two-liter soda, and I'm like, this guy does it right. This guy knows what he's doing, and this guy is my hero when it comes to seeing a movie because he knows the prices were too high. So what did he do? He went and got his food, and he snuck it in the good way. I've snuck in, like I said, burritos and cheeseburgers. This man's sneaking in chicken and a two-liter Coca-Cola or Pepsi or whatever the hell it was, he's sneaking in this, and I'm like, this guy is a hero, I just wanted to walk up to him and say, thank you sir, teach me your ways, because it was just amazing, I'm getting off subject here, I'm making myself a little hungry, back to what I was saying, COVID has closed down the movie theaters, 
they have been closed down here with me in my city. I mean, I know a few have opened back up in certain states, and some are actually starting to close back. Um, here where I live, they have been closed since mid-March. They has not one been open. The only movie theater that has been open is a drive-in. Yes, I'm lucky enough to live in a town with a drive-in. We'll get to that here in a second. But with the movie theaters being closed, Hollywood has taken a hit. They're having to find new ways to bring in stuff because we've had a lot of movies that gets pushed back. Um, Black Widow has been pushed back. Wonder Woman has been pushed back. Halloween has been pushed back. These are big franchises that are getting pushed back into next year, 2022. There's a lot of big budget movies that were going to come out this year. The Eternals were supposed to come out. You know, in 2021, and they've pushed that back. You have all these big budget movies that they have spent millions and millions of dollars on to produce that are not getting released, and they're happy to push it back because they are not allowed to show them in theaters, and they don't want to risk dropping them, you know, in, in a theater. Even the ones that are open, they don't want to risk it dropping in ones that are only allowed 25% or 50% of capacity because it's going to affect sales. If you spend $100 million on a movie, this movie might have made, you know, $600, $700 million at a box office, but when you go through the COVID era, COVID era, you might not break even. And it's been a big thing for them. Now I'm saying this. I'm not saying Hollywood's going anywhere. I'm not saying, you know, oh, poor them. They're not making money. We all know they're still making money, okay? They're, they've got it because some have taken to giving digital releases, where they'll take a movie that was supposed to be dropped. I'm going to use one, um, the new Scooby-Doo animated movie that was supposed to come out, was supposed to drop in mid or the end of May. It didn't. It couldn't. And they dropped it on streaming. It came out on streaming. You paid 20 bucks for it, and you got to watch it at home. It's a brand new release movie, a, a big budget that they were going to put in theaters that you got to watch at home. Some people prefer that. Some people love the fact that they could sit there. They didn't have to deal with lines. They didn't have to deal with other people paying extreme prices. You know, it was 20 bucks flat fee. You can have as many people over as you wanted. And you can basically do what you wanted and watch the movie. And while that's all that's all good, you know, if that's the way you enjoy it, and if Hollywood decides to do some of that, I'm not opposed to it because there's movies that were supposed to come out that I really do want to see. And yeah, I'd do it. Halloween. The new Halloween, I'd pay 20 bucks to watch it at home. Uh, you know, uh, Wonder Woman 80, 84, I'd pay it. It's movies like that, but they don't want to risk doing that because keeping up with that box office is, is tough, you know. I could have 9, 10, 12, 20 people watching this movie at my house that, that I pay 20 bucks for instead of paying nine fifty to twelve fifty for every one of us happen to pay that to go in. And... It's been a big, it's been a big thing, and Hollywood has taken a big hit because of it. Now, again, I've lived in a city where we've had, where we're lucky enough to have a drive-in. Now, the drive-in here, unfortunately, doesn't get the love that it, it really should. the The thing I love about this drive-in is when I go, it's you know, used to you paid by the car load. You would pay a certain amount, and however many was in the car is it's what it was. Now you go, and it, it's 7.50 to 9.50, again, depending on when you go, this is how it was, per person. But, you got two features. You got two movies for one, the price of one. And it it's just the ambiance of being in a drive-in. You know, if you've never been lucky enough to go to a drive-in movie, I don't really know how to explain it. I mean, you're sitting in your car watching the movie on this giant screen, and some people might think that's kind of strange, but... 
it's something relaxing. It's calming. You know, you're you're in your space. The people that are with you are the people you know. You're not having to deal with other people. Um, if you like being at home, this is the way to do it. Now, it closed. The, it was the last of the ones to close. You know, when the movie theater closed, the drive-in still ran for about two or three weeks before they actually shut it down, which I really don't know why they shut it down. Um, for COVID, they, I mean, I, I guess you had to close the snack bar. I mean, I, I get, I'm pretty sure that was part of it. But, like, for the most part, we're still in our vehicles. You know, it's not like you have the, the speakers that used to be that you could hang on your back so everybody's hanging outside. It's not that anymore. Everybody's pretty much in their vehicle. I don't understand it, but they did it. And we went for a while without it. Then it opened back up, and they were still showing, like, Sonic. They were showing uh, Bloodshot. Um, they were showing movies like this that had came out right before because they had nothing new, and people were still flocking to see it. It got to a point to where the drive-in, I guess when when it started waning and people had already seen the, all these movies, you know, because you had to pre-purchase your tickets. You couldn't buy them like a normal theater. You had to pre-purchase online or by calling. And they were selling out. Like, the drive-in here never sells out. Never. Because, you know, the drive-in is a, is a dying form of media. It, it really is. And again, I don't understand it, but it's, people just don't go to them as much anymore, even though it's cheaper than normal. And you get two movies, but people just aren't going to it. And it was selling out. And I was so happy that it was selling out because I was so worried that eventually it would go away. And I, I never wanted it to because I go as much as I can. I got, you know, in the line of work that I normally do, I work weekends a lot, so I don't get to go as much as I can. During the summer, they're open every day. During the winter, they're only open on the weekends. So it, it got to, you know, to where I couldn't always go, but I went whenever I could. They would do time warps where they would show older movies. And so they took that concept and they put it into the new one. When they opened up, after about two weeks of showing the new quote-unquote movies, they started doing other things. Um, they started showing Jurassic Park. I saw them one time, I saw Jurassic Park was there. E.T. was showing. You know, movies like this, these classic movies that we all know and love that normally would be in a, a time warp or a throwback, they're showing. They're showing on the screen like a normal movie. And people are flocking to it. People are selling it out because it's so cool, especially... To go see these movies like this, these nostalgic type movies, you know, that some people might know, but they never got to see in theater. You know, you have a kid that's 16, 17, they might know what Jurassic Park is. They might have, you might have seen it at the house, but they never got to experience that in theaters. They never got to experience Back to the Future in theaters. And it started showing this, and I was like, this is a brilliant idea. They're showing older movies that people love and people might have missed in theaters or people would like to see in theaters again, like me, you know, going and seeing Back to the Future or something like that. It's like, this is this is cool. This is something I didn't get. And I'm getting to experience it. It's like, it's like a real nostalgic drive-in. And it's been a great, it's been a great boost for just people being able to get out, people being able to do it. You know, and it's something different because the movie theaters just haven't been open. And while, you know, Hollywood's not being able to release a bunch of movies and it's pushing stuff back, at least you're getting to experience that that nostalgic feeling of going to the movies until the actual movie theaters get open and we get cranking again with new releases and these big budget blowouts. And speaking of big budget blowouts, one of the one of the strangest things that came out of COVID is the fact that Nerddom works, guys. Um, I don't know if you know this, but it is a really, really powerful thing to be in this. We, we've we got our voice heard twice in the past couple years for movies, and it's insane. 
The first one, of course, was when Sonic was going to be released. Sonic was going to come out. They released the trailers. Um, the design of Sonic the Hedgehog was just god-awful terrible. And the world let them know about it. People complained. You know, the, the, the people were saying, we're not going to this movie. He doesn't look right. He, he There was a lot of people that were complaining about the design of it, so much so the studio said, you know what, we're going to fix it. And the studio spent, I want to say, 60 or $70 million more dollars redoing the entire animation of this live-action Sonic the Hedgehog movie to make him look more like he does in the video games. And that was the first time that we, I think we all got our voice heard. The first time that the the studios actually listened to what the people wanted and didn't just say, well, you're going to go, you're going to see it anyway, so it doesn't matter. So much so that I said that, you know, anybody that complained about it, you have to go see this movie now. You have to support it because if it doesn't work, you're not going to, you know, they'll never listen to us again. And people went, and unfortunately, Sonic hit right around the time that the COVID shutdowns and stuff ended or started. But the people I know that saw Sonic said it's a good movie. They, they said it's enjoyable. And I haven't watched it yet. I could I could get it on Amazon or, you know, uh, Vudu or Google music movies or whatever. You know, it's on everywhere. I could find it. I just haven't watched it yet. But everybody said it's actually a fairly good movie. And because of that, I think they might have listened more because Warner Brothers dropped a bombshell a few months ago. Zack Snyder was doing a watch long with Man of Steel. And it was on a Zoom call, and people, you know, watched it with them, and then they had a Q&A. And one person bit the bullet, and they asked him what everybody has wanted to know. When are they going to release the Snyder Cut of Justice League? And now, Justice League, if you remember, Zack Snyder was the one doing it. Zack Snyder had stuff... He had personal issues, and Joss Whedon came in, and Joss Whedon finished it. Now, if you watch it, the movie's not terrible. Like, I've actually come to rather enjoy... Justice League. It's not the greatest, but you know what? You can. I kind of started where I, I started enjoying it. Now, you can tell. You got now. If you watch it more than once, you can tell where Zack Snyder stuff ends and Josh Whedon's picks up. You can, because Josh Whedon's more funny. He he has a lot. His colors are a little bit more vibrant. You can tell Josh Whedon's influence on what parts of the movie, and it just it, it sometimes it screws up the flow. Now she asks. When is the Snyder Cut coming? And the Snyder Cut has been a fabled piece of cinema for a long time for DC fans and for, you know, comic book movie fans in general. You know, there was always, they knew there was a Snyder Cut out there that he finished and Joss Whedon did a bunch of reshoots and ended up changing the narrative and tone of the movie. But there was always this Zack Snyder Cut, Zack Snyder Cut. When are we going to see this next Zack Snyder Cut? We want to see the Zack Snyder Cut. And... People have said it for so long and so long. So during the Zoom call, the Q&A, when the person asked, everybody kind of got that, you know, what's he going to say? What's he going to do? And he said it's time. Um, In 2021, the Snyder Cut of Justice League is going to be released on HBO Max, HBO and Warner Brothers streaming service. This is huge. They're spending an additional $60 million doing some reshoots that they have to to put it together, doing some of the CG work, and, you know, touching stuff up. But they're spending an extra $60 million on a movie that barely made really any money. It, I mean, it was it made 600 and some odd million, almost $700 million worldwide, which isn't bad, but it was pretty much considered a commercial failure. 
for all the money they put into marketing and everything, it didn't do what they were expecting. They were expecting, you know, Avengers type money, you know, in the billions, and it didn't do it. And they're adding another sixty million on top of it to release this cut, just to get people to pay the fifteen dollars a month for the HBO Max to watch this cut. And I'm super excited because this is the second time that I can remember that they took what we wanted, what people clamored for, and they're making it real. They're making it happen. We made it happen. DC fans made it happen. Now, I wasn't one campaigning for the Snyder Cut. I was like, if I see it, that would be awesome. You know, it'd be cool to see another cut of the movie, see what his entire, his, his play of the movie was, because Zack Snyder had built, you know, between Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, he had built his what he thought the world should be, you know, I, sometimes I criticized it, it was a little dark at times, you know, and even Sp- Superman was a little, you know, just, he he, w- he wasn't the, the Superman, the bright shining light we needed, you know what I mean, like, like I, I kind of downplayed it, but I was like, it would be cool to see what his take on it, what he had planned, and we're going to get to see it, now, it's coming out, I want to say in May of 2021, it could be later than that, I, you know, it could have been pushed back, I might got the date wrong, and I apologize, but, it's a huge, huge thing for Warner Brothers to take this chance and to say, hey, look, we're going to do this. You know, you guys wanted it. We're going to give it this chance. And not only are they doing that, not only are they going to release it. Now, granted, I guess it's a power play. They're like, hey, look, let's get some people to sign up for HBO Max because um, they're putting a lot of stuff on it. Uh, and, you know, HBO Max has, I got it. Uh, I got a deal on it. When you pre-ordered and signed up for it, you got it for cheaper than what the normal price would be for a year. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. I'll try it out. And so far, it has not disappointed. I mean, you got Friends. You have The Big Bang Theory. You have South Park. You have all these shows like this that, you know, they paid a lot of money for. Then you have little shows, you know, um, Whose Line Is It Anyways on it. And I love that show. I've always loved Whose Line Is It Anyway. And it's on there. You're getting the HBO shows, you know, the Sopranos, the Oz's, the um, the Wire, you know, all these acclaimed Veep, all the acclaimed shows, Watchmen, all that's on there. You're getting a lot of the DC stuff booming on there. They're kind of phasing out the DC uh, streaming service, and they're going to kind of integrate it. Uh, right now, Doom Patrol, Season 2 came out on HBO Max. I have yet to watch Doom Patrol. I didn't have the DC thing, and now it's come. i am got time now, so I'm going to start watching it just to see how it is, because it's supposed to be a really good show. But you have a lot of Batman animated stuff on it, Green Lantern's animated stuff, you have Flash movies, you have Batman v Superman was on it, Justice League, Wonder Woman, you have Green Lantern, you have Jonah Hex, you know, you have a lot of their DC properties that are on it, and they're doing a lot of stuff for it. Like, they're, like I said, they're going to be phasing in, I think, most of the DC content, um, the Harley Quinn shows, the uh, Swamp Thing, even though Swamp Thing is moving to the CW, I think season one's going to end up on HBO Max. And HBO's actually talking about doing a Batman uh, series with Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck returning as Batman to do a series on HBO Max, which is, it's weird because they're doing the movie with Robert Patterson as Batman. Then they're going to do this. Michael Keaton's, they're talking about him returning. Um, there's so much stuff going on in the Batman universe, and yet they're talking about doing this. So we're, there's a chance we could have, you know, two or three, four different Batmans with the multiverse and the way they set it up. Because even in the Flash TV shows, they set it up with the Flash movie. There's so much stuff going on that they can pull this off. 
But it's still, it's strange that we might be getting that. You know, we might be getting a Batman uh, TV show that was Ben Affleck's version of Batman. We might be getting that on a show on HBO Max. Now, HBO Max dropping has a lot of good content, a lot of original content, documentaries, comedies, movies, TV series. Um, they moved the they moved Sesame Street to it. You're getting a lot of Cartoon Network and Adult Swim stuff on it. The only issue that I really had is when you signed up for it, it you know basically said it's going to launch on this date. Um, they never told you that they had yet to come up with a contract with Roku and Fire Stick, which are the two main proponents of people's streaming service. Most people have Roku or Fire Stick. That's where they get their apps, their Netflixes, their Hulus, Amazons, you know, whatever. This is what people get. This is what they have. And HBO had not, re- Warner Brother had not reached a deal with these to release on the app yet. Warner Brothers says they have the app ready. And the moment the contract's signed, they can be up in minutes. But they're saying Roku is holding out because they want more money. And Amazon Fire Stick is holding out saying that they want more money from the streaming. I don't know what the context is, but I was a little disappointed when it dropped. And my Roku, which I use, could never pick it up. Now granted, my PS4 and Xbox have it, so I can still watch it. And I can watch it on my laptop. I can cast it from my phone. But the fact that I can't go to my Roku and I couldn't click it and watch everything that way kind of pissed me off to the point where I was considering canceling it just because of that. Because it's like, guys, you know, you never once promised, you never once told us that there that it wasn't going to be on Roku or Fire Stick. It wasn't until it dropped that you said not available on Roku and Fire Stick. The day it dropped is when they said that. I never read anything about it. When I signed up, it never said anything about Roku not being involved in this. It said on all major streaming platforms, which... Major would be considered Roku and Fire Stick. Those are the two major ones, like I said. And it wasn't included. And I was a little bit perturbed. Yeah, I said perturbed. Look it up. That this happened, and I had to find alternate ways of watching it. Now, I've gotten over it, because again, there's a lot of ways I can watch it. But the fact that I can't pick up my Roku remote, click it, go into it. Now, I still got HBO Now. If you have bought HBO Max, you had HBO Now. Or if you had HBO Go, you had HBO Max. HBO has so many streaming things. And now is going to be phased into Max when they sign the deal with Roku. But HBO Now does not... It has everything that HBO shows, but it does not have everything that's on HBO Max. And that is a, a big turnoff for a lot of people. Because they don't want to pay this a month for this and not get everything that's included with HBO Max. Even though the HBO said... You know, you can get it on your phone or your laptop or your or your tablet and you can cast it to your TV or you can get it here or there. That's not the point. People don't want to have to go through all these struggles and times to try to figure out how to work your app when all you need to do is get a contract signed, give them the money or whatever. Guys, I mean, you know, you're losing out on a lot of people because there's a lot of people online the day it happened that said they were going to sign up but didn't because it wasn't on their Roku or it wasn't on their Fire Stick or their preferred streaming uh, app or service. So, you're missing out on a lot, and you pissed a lot of people off with it, but, you know, I I don't know the logistics of it, I don't know the numbers of it, I don't know what the holdout is, basically everybody's blaming the other person, it comes down to money, that's basically what it said, HBO said that Roku and them want more money to be able to hold it on their, on their services, um, Roku and them are saying HBO is not giving them the money 
that was promised to them. I don't know the logistics of it. I don't know the math of it. I just know it comes down to money, and I know it comes down to you inconveniencing a lot of people. And yes, I understand this is first world problem. Oh, look, the guy can't get his, you know, streaming TV on his streaming service on his Roku when he can get it every other way. There's first world problems. I get that. Okay. I get it. I know this is me bitching about the smallest stupid little thing. This is me, you know, ordering a steak and getting the wrong cut of steak and being complaining because I didn't get the cut of steak I want. I get all that. But, guys, it's just, you know, if you're going to promise it and you're going to hype it up, Disney had an amazing rollout for Disney+. Plus. They really did. When Disney Plus dropped, it was an amazing rollout. It was on all platforms, and they did not disappoint. HBO Max does not disappoint, but you kind of have to go through hoops at time to see it. You don't. It's not a simple click, push, and play for a, for a lot of people. And a lot of people, that's what they were looking for, and that's what we become accustomed to. But, you know, again, potato, potato, it's just small stuff to complain about. However, this, this is weird times, and I guess it's a lot of things. Because people are at home... And they've had a lot more free time on their hand. They got a lot of time to bitch about stupid little stuff. That's that's just life. That's what we've come to. However, what we cannot bitch about is the fact that this podcast is back. Thank you all again for listening. I'm gonna end it here. I'm gonna have an episode this week, and I'm gonna drop one next week. I guarantee it. If unless I die or get sick, God willing, I should never have said that. I might edit it out, but. I'm gonna. I guarantee. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get on a schedule and try to get back to the schedule I was on because I really miss you guys. I really miss ranting and raving and having you talk to me. Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know what you want me to talk about, because I got time now and there's a lot of stuff going on, and we could have fun doing all this. So thank you again. Follow me on Twitter at Nerdpool Pod. Yes, I know I haven't been active on it. Again, a lot of stuff going on. Follow me on Instagram at Nerdpool Podcast. I'm gonna start getting back on it. Guys, I know. I know. So just bear with me. Follow me on Twitch at Nerdpool Gaming. You know what? Anybody who's followed me on Twitch, thank you all. I know I have not streamed in forever. My my capture card has gone out. It does not capture anything. The card is just a card. It's not a capture card anymore. And I'm trying to get a new one, but again, during COVID, it, it, I couldn't. There was none. There was none available that was under 1200 bucks. And I just didn't have the money for it. You know, I didn't have a job at that point. I, w- I just didn't have the money. I'm trying to get a new one. I'm trying to refurbish it. So you can you can kind of, you know, I prefer it if you would follow me on Twitch. Thank you. That would be amazing. But right now, I'm not going to be dropping content on Twitch. I haven't been able for months because of this and being able to find it. So, guys, if you follow me there, thank you. And I promise I'm going to start streaming as soon as I can. I'm going to start doing video casts and whatever as soon as I can. Thank you all for your love. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your enemies. If you hate my voice, tell the people you don't like to listen to me. Just to get on their nerves a little bit. Thank you all for your love and support. I cannot say how much it means to me for you guys to to just bear with me. And for you guys to take time out of your day to listen to me. It's an amazing feeling coming from a guy who didn't think three or four people would listen. It's a it's a really big deal. So thank you all for the love and support. Um, that's Nerdpool for this week. So until next time, see ya.